You are Locked On Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, welcome to Locked On Heat, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the only podcast that breaks down every heat game, news item, rumor, and more. Thanks for subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or on Himalaya. My name is Wes Goldberg, and I'm here with David Ramil. And David, you had a chance to talk with the one and only Chris Bosch the other week. You guys connected on the phone, and we're going to play that conversation for our listeners here in a minute. But David, what were some of the things that you guys talked about? Well, it was an incredible honor to talk to him first and foremost. Uh, obviously, he was retired by the time I was started covering the team. Never really had that opportunity. But you know, to be able to get on the phone with him, to talk about his connection still to basketball, to mentoring Bam Adebayo, to his thoughts on Jimmy Butler, and of course to the end of his career, one he didn't expect or see coming, uh, it was a really good conversation and an absolute pleasure to talk to somebody like Chris, who is so open and forthcoming about everything in his life. He's so good, man. Like... When is he going to just be on TV all the time? He just needs to be on TV every day. Um, so, yeah, this was it was an awesome conversation. We're excited to play it for you. So uh, we'll have our reaction to that conversation later in the show, but let's get to it. Here's Chris Bosch. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for asking. I know you probably had a long day doing a number of interviews, so do you need any time or anything like that? I'm more than open to giving you some. Oh, please. My day just started. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll jump right into it with, um, you know, questions about your former team, the Heat, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Excellent. Um, you know, they've had, obviously, a big summer uh, acquiring Jimmy Butler. And yeah. uh, I wanted to get your take on that because that was a move I don't think a lot of people saw coming. Nah, yeah, I didn't see it coming either. Um, you know, Jimmy, one thing I love about Jimmy is he's a competitor. You know, it, you know, it can it can kind of um, <laughs> backfire on him sometimes. But sure. That's a great thing. You know, you do want guys um, that are competitive and guys who love, you know, the game and want to win. You know what I mean? So that, that's what it's all about. So um, I think that's a great uh, pickup. And I think he, he fits kind of the culture. You know what I mean? He fits the heat culture. You know, he's a tough guy. Um, wants to win. Uh, wants to be successful. And, um, you know, I, I think that'll be very, very interesting, um, you know, to try to figure out that chemistry. Yeah, that, that's a question I had for you because he, he's got to go into this locker room now and he doesn't have somebody like Dwayne to kind of help him, you know, smooth things over. And he has to, you know, automatically become the team's de facto leader. How difficult do you see that challenge being for him? Well, I mean, it'll be difficult, but, you know, uh, he, I think he's one of those guys that's up to the challenge. He's been in the league for a while, and he understands, you know, what what it meant, um, you know, making that decision and uh, making that move where nobody sees coming. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that's what he wants, you know. Um, but, yeah, he's smart. And, um, you know, with UD coming back next year, you know, that could be, you know, he could act as a buffer and, you know, help him, you know, just communicate and, um you know, help him with being that other veteran presence, um, uh, you know, for leadership purposes in the locker room. A lot of Heat fans were pretty excited to see that footage of you working out with Bam at a bio over the summer. What what are some of the takeaways from your workout with Bam? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we we, um, we haven't really hit it hard um, quite yet. You know, um, he's a special talent. I think um, for him it's all about confidence and what he really sees himself doing, you know, because if we're talking about just raw, natural talent, he's got all that stuff. 
now, you know, is really just, you know, talking about the thinking portion of the game, um, things to consider when he's playing, things to work on, um, just things to get better at, you know, that'll tremendously help this game for next year and thinking big for next year, you know, because, um, you know, it's interesting. The East is wide open and, you know, people aren't really expecting them to do much. And, you know, I've seen his talent. I've seen his capability and what he possesses. And he's a good dude, you know. Sky's the limit for that kid, you know. So he just needs to know that and press forward. Were you surprised that he was cut from USA Basketball? Having been through the experience yourself of being part of an Olympic team, uh, were you a little surprised at what happened with him? Yeah, I was surprised. But, you know, he, he was um, it was kind of, um, I don't know if it was a late edition. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's a different game. And I'm sure it was a great learning experience for him, just being there and working out with the guys. But, you know, it's still competition. You know, um, you got to give other guys their credit. They, uh, you know, competed a little better. Um, maybe filling in the team, um, you know, they probably needed to fill in uh, more of a different role as opposed to what he brings to the game. Um, you know, that, uh, especially at the five, you know, how basketball is now, at the international level. You know, you don't need as many cents. You know, the game's a lot faster. So, you know, the competition for big is a little tougher. You know, but, um, you know, I'm sure it was a great learning experience for him. And whatever happens, he can take that with him. And I, I hope that puts the chip on his shoulder for the seat, you know, because he's going to need it. You've had a little time to kind of distance yourself from the end of your career. Do you ever... Do you still have enough time now to consider what your legacy has been as far as you and your overall impact, the way you change a game? Because you're, you're talking about the game being different, and a lot of people kind of point to you as being one of the people that led that charge with your versatility on defense, your spacing the floor, et cetera. Yeah, well, you know what, and that's, you know, that's a great thing. It's funny, you know, it's always great hearing that. But, yeah, distance myself away from the game, you know, uh, it's been a good thing. You know, looking – back on it, you know, there's nothing you can really do. It's just that that's how life goes sometimes. You know, you get to, to see what you were able to help, uh, uh, you know, transgress in the league. You know, I always try to be that sort of player to where it's like, I don't want to be a big, you know, just limited to playing under the basket. I have these other skills. I want to build skills and get better, stretch the floor, you know, do all these things. And, you know, the game keeps going. We might not go, but the game keeps going. So that's all that's important to me. Um, and being able to be away from the game a little bit has helped me kind of realize that and be good with that. Are you comfortable now with the, the way that your career has ended? Obviously, you probably have some regrets, but are you overall at a place where you, you feel good about the way things have ended and, and your ability to transition from that career to your next? Yeah, absolutely, man. And you know what? The the regret, I put that quote around it, the regret, quote unquote, that I did have, I kept coming back to the same conclusion every time, which had I had to get over it. You know, um, like I can't keep regretting a decision that could possibly, you know, have catastrophic consequences. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, and, and plus I did everything. I never thought that I would accomplish as much as I accomplished. You know, you kind of, you kind of dream it, then when it really happens, it's like, oh damn, it really happened. I didn't, you know, I didn't think that much, but it, it was a great, you know, great thing, great experience. That, you know, shoot, that uh, that that's what you got to take sometimes, man. Mm -hmm. When it's over, sometimes that's just the story. 
Can't find a workout that keeps you engaged? Peloton is an immersive cardio experience with real-time features that will always keep you coming back. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get started. Do you think the, the league should do more to kind of help with players whose careers end unexpectedly? I, I know there's a lot of programs in place, but with the average career being four and a half years and then with some a case like yours where it could be life-threatening circumstances, is there anything that they could have done differently to kind of help you or other players kind of make that transition more easily? Yeah, I mean, there can always be more resources, but at the end of the day, no. You know, what? it's not much that, it's not much that someone can do to even console you, to help you, to do anything. It's not much because it's such a tough thing. I, I, it's such a tough, unexpected thing to go through, and, and, and you know, there's no help with that. No. So it, it was just, it's like a personal journey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you just got to hope you survive it, bro. Yeah. That's really true. I've, you know, I'm working on a larger overall story about how players age and the process that that ha- you know how they go through that process, and it's not easy. And I've talked to a lot of guys about experiencing a range of emotions from depression to severe loss. Oh, yeah. And and did you go through anything like that where it was like difficult for you to kind of make that, especially under the circumstances that you went through? Oh yeah, oh yeah, all that stuff, <laughs> all that stuff, man. I mean, it's different degrees. And, uh, you know, you go through a lot. Uh, but at the end of the day, you just got to pick yourself up and, and really figure things out. You know, it's a new world. Um, it, it, you know, it, although people do try to help, it's, it's, it's still a personal journey that guys have to go through because we're talking about years of your life, but the majority of the portion of your life. Yeah. Plus, mine, I was playing basketball. You know, I got drafted. I'm 19 years old. I haven't done anything else other than play basketball since I was 16. You know, and we can even go before that if we're talking about Little League and all these things, you know. So it's it's something that um, is is not talked about. Like the people don't even think about it, you know, because they think everything is just all good. Well, how is everything going to be all good with the player? What makes you think that? Why would you think that, you know? Just out of curiosity, but and you know, I think it's just a conversation. People just have to think about. Yeah, a lot of guys yeah. don't. A lot of guys don't. I unfortunately have that conversation until it's too late, right? Yeah, I mean, but sometimes that's a perfect time. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's just hey, it's too late. Well, is it what we're talking about? It's never too late. You know, but just have the conversations and and um, you know, just talk about other interests and things like that. Sometimes just life, you know. I think it's a lot of pressure. Sometimes that people be like, "Well, you gotta, you gotta do what you need to do now." And what are you gonna do when you retire? Like, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe learning should be something that we should all aspire to. You know? Yeah. You know, you're you're always one of those players that a lot of people kind of look at as the wealth of interest that you have. And obviously you're, you're heavily involved with your family and your children and their upbringing and everything else like that. Was that a key to you making the transition a little bit easier for you, having those outside interests and of course having family to rely upon? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, because, you know, looking at my children, you know, you get that sense that, you know, you can't blow it. <laughs> you know, I have to keep it together. I have to, 
my transition. You no, said because the yeah, oh no, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say go ahead. I, I want to hear what you have to say, please. Oh yeah, well, well I'm just you know because you know my my kids they don't care about that stuff. They just want to have fun. They want to <laughs> they want to go to school. They want to be kids. You know what I mean? And and they didn't ask for the position that they're in. So I got to make it as, as good as possible for them. You're still connected to the game, though. Is that you know something that you kind of have slowly come around to realize that you still want to be a part of it, even if it's, you know, you're, you get Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I've worked my whole life to get in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's that's one of the things that some guys do, like, man, and, you know, we have to get over our feelings sometimes because that's the game. We just learn how it is too late. But, you know, we worked our whole lives to get there. And just to kind of disown it, that would be kind of, We'd be digressing a little bit. So, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I love the game. Still around the game, teaching the game, you know, learning from the game, all of that good stuff. What uh, What were your takeaways from Dwayne's retirement tour? Obviously, he never called it that, but, you know, having seen him go through all the process, uh, any feelings on your end? Man, that was awesome to watch. Yeah. It was awesome to watch, man. Um, just to be able to. You know, I, I know how unique that is now. You know, actually having the chance to, you know, stay by. Uh, right. Usually doesn't happen. Um, so for him to actually get to experience that, you know, he's a legend in the game. Much deserved. He, you know, he deserves it. And that was great that he got the opportunity to do that. Do you feel that your career is uh, somewhat underappreciated? I mean, we talked about how you changed the game, and I think a lot of us, particularly in the media, maybe some of the more knowledgeable fans, recognize that you had this incredible impact. But I always got the sense that maybe during your career you weren't always received with the kind of appreciation that you deserved. Do you ever kind of consider that? Say it again. No. They give me a two-minute warning, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Understood. I, I was just wondering um, if you ever felt like your career was somewhat underappreciated, because I think a lot of people in the media understand your impact, but maybe some, some, particularly during your playing days, didn't necessarily appreciate your game the way it, it aged. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that's a portion of it. But, you know, um, it's, 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 in, it's there. The story's there. Um, you know, I was able to have big moments. Um, you know, I was able to be there and during a lot of moments and to be able to have good accomplishments. So, you know, the proof is in the work, you know, even if it takes time for people to understand, which has always kind of been like that with me in my life. People come back later on, like, oh, man, damn, shit, man. Remember, oh, man, you were really good. Like, yeah, I know, I was really good, you know, school. But I'm on to this now, you know, and doing something else, so. You know, the, the work is there. If people want to dive into it, they can. You know, they can dissect it. Um, I'm proud of it. And, you know, it'll, it'll live on forever. Are you, do you feel fulfilled in your career and, and your personal life? Obviously, that's a big question, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's perfect. Excellent. Thank you so much. I really perfect. appreciate you taking the time to answer all these questions. Yeah, no problem, man. Good luck to you in the future and everything else, okay? Remember to listen to and subscribe to new archived episodes of Locked On Heat on Himalaya, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you're on iTunes, rate us, review us, say nice things about us, and 
David, I mean, a lot of really great topics you brought up with Chris there. Um, he is so forthcoming when it comes to that transition coming out of that basketball career, the stuff that he was dealing with, and, and how he's sort of found the light at the end of the tunnel nowadays, right? Yeah, it's it's something that I've been working on for a while and kind of exploring that issue. Something that came up actually uh, last summer, uh, or last fall rather, with uh, Dwayne Wade and his own retirement, and something I had to ask Chris about as well. And, you know, it just... So rarely do players get the opportunity to to call their shot as to when their careers end or either forced out of the league like we're seeing with Carmelo Anthony or even in Chris's situation where injury takes its toll and, and he can't come back. It's so hard for players to actually say, you know what, this is a, a, an actual choice I'm making. I'm calling my career quits. Uh, they said, as Chris does, you know, that so many of them spend their whole lives building up for this moment. This is their life. It's the totality of their existence up to this point, or, or at least a vast majority of it. And so one day that ends, uh, on average, actually four and a half years for the average NBA career. So right. it, it's so rare that you'll get that opportunity. And, and for him, you know, obviously the, the injury, your body's betraying you, uh, you know, you, you feel like you're going to be able to play forever. And then all of a sudden you can't. And, you know, for, for him to have his relationship with the heat tested and everything else like that, it was a very difficult time for him. And he is, like you said, very forthcoming and honest about it. And uh, I, I like how he was able to say, you know what, I, I realized it was for my family's sake that I needed to kind of just get over it. You know, and that's not easy for everybody. For, for him, right. even though it wasn't easy, he was well, able he, to he talked about devastating consequences, right? Yeah. Where the words that he used, it, he could have died. Had they not caught like that was that could have happened. And he looks at his kids and he's like, it's just not like at some point, it's just not worth it. It just like this is more worth it. And so, look, and to face the facts here, too, Chris Bosch is really, really good on camera, really good on radio. He's good at all this stuff. And a lot of athletes just aren't. A lot of a lot of former athletes just don't have anything else going for them. And he is fortunate that. And he's he's created this for himself, too, that he has all these other outside interests and things like that. So he can keep going. He can keep moving on. He can be competitive in another way, slightly less of a lesser degree, but still kind of scratch that itch. Challenge yourself. That's important for these guys as they're moving on from basketball. Because otherwise, you know, that that kind of push that they get, as you hinted at, that they get from playing on a day-to-day basis, it's, it's not there. But they have to find other ways to kind of push themselves and challenge themselves. The other thing that stuck out to me was how he mentioned Udonis Haslam being the buffer there to, right. to help integrate Jimmy Butler. And it's something that you and I have talked about a long time. And I just wanted to shout us out for like, hey, we, we, we definitely nailed that. I mean, if that's what Chris Bosh thinks, it's got to be right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's not only that. I mean, I asked Dwayne about it, too. And, and he, uh, he, he mentioned how important it would be to have a guy like UD there to help Jimmy make this transition. Because, look, obviously... Jimmy can be a pretty trying personality. He can he can push guys in the wrong way. It didn't work necessarily in Minnesota. And while we expect the Heat culture that's already firmly in place to help guide that process along, he can go in there and really mess things up. Or it could be something that backfires on him. And we could hear about chaotic rumblings throughout the course mm-hmm. of the season. But with Udonis there, it'll be you know something Udonis always talks about too that he's he's taken the time over the last couple of years to get to know everybody in that roster on a very personal level, what makes them tick. 
And so for Jimmy, rather than just, look, this is my way, this is the only way I know to get up in your face and tell you work harder, now Udonis can kind of say, mm, back off a little, but this is what works. Or he's right. going through this, et cetera, and that's what he kind of needs in order for, for you to be able to be the bright leader and for him to be able to be the best player. And knowing that Jimmy Butler, for him, this is the first time he's actually chosen a team. Right. Right? This is the first time he's been a free agent and picked where he wanted to go. And so I think that's something that Haslam can use as far as negotiations go if, if Butler starts getting out a little bit out of whack there in the locker room. But, um, again, just an awesome conversation. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know. David, did you have any other takeaways from that that you wanted to talk about? I think the, the Bam Adebayo stuff was pretty self-explanatory. I loved his conversations with Bam. I hope he just keeps working with him. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's good to see, you know, looking back that, you know, obviously the relationship was somewhat frayed there with Miami. And we talked about it. Um, right leading up to you know his jersey retirement and everything and it's good to see that the relationship with the team has has gone you know reconciled that he's there even when he's not actually working out he's you know he was there along the court he saw Goran Dragic and there was a video of him kind of hugging it out with Goran and these these things are nice from from Heat fans perspective from our perspective covering the team and it's uh, it's good to see that he's still engaged and active in basketball I mean he was at the FIBA World Cup Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's very very active and involved, and, and I'm glad to see that he's as difficult as it might have been for him to be able to move on in some way, but still be connected to the game he loves is very important. So I'm glad to see it. Thanks for doing that interview, David. And that's it for us today. You can connect with us on Twitter using the hashtag #AskLOHeat or email us at lockedonheat at gmail Thank you for listening, and thanks for joining me, David. You got it, Wes. Yeah! Wrap it up,